Promon is a five-day fasting with food product. And the goal was to take your body through that journey of you lose weight, uh, you know, fast and you have, you know, metabolic health benefits, but also it helps you with the cellular effects, cellular rejuvenation with healthy aging. That is Dr. Joseph Anton. And this is episode 337 of the Optimal Performance Podcast. Dr. Joseph Anton is the CEO and chairman of a company called El Nutra. And more so than any other company in the world, this company makes products for fasting and is devoting 50% of its proceeds to research fasting, to bring fasting to the greater world. Because we know now, you know, just like I do, that fasting is a powerful tool for weight management, for mental clarity, and for health and longevity. But what's different is, and you'll find out in this episode, is that it's not what you think it is. Maybe fasting for 18 hours isn't the best idea. So I've had to really rethink my entire approach to intermittent fasting. And today marks the first day of the five-day fasting mimicking diet, which is exactly what this episode includes. In the five-day fasting mimicking diet, with through the product called Prolon, you can eat soup and have snacks and eat these bars and take specific ingredients that are made to enhance your cellular output and also lose some weight in five days. And I'm going to do it with my wife. She was reluctant, <laughs> but we're, we're going to do it together. And so I'm going to talk about this every single day of the five days of the five-day fasting mimicking diet. And I'm going to take you along with me. So this episode really kind of sets up the entire platform from which this product, Prolon, comes from. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you because this was really eye-opening for me and for a guy who's mostly carnivore. Now I'm going to take five days off from eating really any protein at all. I'm just going to be taking the products from Prolon. I, I, I encourage you to really listen to this and to keep an open mind. And if you are in need of a boost of a reset, this could really be the thing. As always, please share this episode if you get value from it. As always, please send me a review on whatever platform you're listening. Share this episode and uh, you can always email me. I always respond, sean at seanmccormick.com. seanmccormick.com is now the destination for all of the podcast episodes, discounts, everything's all there. So, so excited to, to bring this episode to you. And I hope that you'll follow me this week on my journey as I explain and unpack and share my experience with the five-day fasting mimicking diet in which you can actually take nutrients in while still staying fasted with this product, Prolon from El Nutra. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate you coming and listening every single week to this very podcast, which is here for you. So enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Dr. Joseph Anton of El Nutra. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And we're here with Dr. Joseph Anton, who is the CEO and chairman of El Nutra. Dr. Anton, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks, Sean, for having me today. 
I want to get right into it because I, you're going to be talking to a bunch of people who are familiar with fasting. Many of us, myself included, are doing intermittent fasting, you know, likely most days. And, and I think that people are probably familiar with the idea of a fasting mimicking diet. Um, but there's all this conflicting information out there about what it is. Can you do it? Can you actually consume things and still keep your fasting? So if, if, uh, if you had to explain to a third grader what a fasting mimicking diet is, uh, how would you characterize that? So the fasting mimicking diet is uh, a plant-based food that was discovered at University of Southern California and, and developed in order to nourish the body. So the body sees food. And then at the cellular level, the food gets under the detection radar of the cell. So the cell is still fast while actually the body is eating. Mm, that that was that was really well done. <laughs> That's perfect. The magic is how <laughs> the magic the magic is how. Well, how's yeah? How does that happen? <laughs> Should I just wait and keep everyone excited? Or yeah, just... <laughs> right. No, come on, come on, give it to us. <laughs> so, um, so obviously, this took twenty three years of research, and um, I don't know if your audience is familiar, but there's one longevity institute at University of Southern California led by Walter Longo, whom probably many have heard his name. Um, he's been um, nominated among the top 50 most influential people in health because of the fasting and, and, and he, the Time magazine calls him the fasting evangelist, um, being behind the studies of fasting. So Walter started his life, his, his life, uh, you know, uncovering, if you want, the crossboard between how a cells ages how it gets nourished and how it fasts. That was that was his fascination, or his fascination, <laughs> um, and um, and and he started studying how a cells understands that there is food or there is no food, and what does it, what does these signals you know do? And he discovered that there are three pathways. One is called Tor pathway, which is mainly triggered by proteins at the cellular level. So this is a radar. Called the tor, let's call it the Tor detection of protein radar. And there's another two pathways. One is called the PKA, and one is called the RAS. And, and they're not as separate; they they intermingle. But these are, let's say, call them more the carbs pathways. And again, they're all intermingled. But so these are radars, and these radars are food. Three pathways: if you eat protein or if you eat carbs, they get detected, and then they. Um, and then they tell the cell, hey, you got one of your fuels, either proteins or carbs. And if you have one of your fuels, you can grow. Um, and, and what most people don't know is that when there's a signal of growth, it's a signal of aging. We grow forward. We don't grow backwards. And, but fasting grows you backwards. And that's, that's the entire magic. And we're going to talk about it. So, so once Professor Longo... Um, discovered that these pathways are the radars of the cells. He tried to develop a diet that actually either goes around the pathways or does not trigger them enough for the cells to say, hey, I'm convinced that I have enough food and I'm not fasting. So it's basically taking, if you take a CEO of a company who needs a million dollars to operate and you come and you give him $400,000 and you earmark it to, to different departments that does not do him you know, that much that much on his main needs. And this is how the fasting and making diet would work. I'll mm -hmm. feed you, 
while you're not detecting at the cellular level the food. Now, when it goes on a formulation level, what does that mean on a formulation level? It's, there's, um, there's, this is what took a long time in the research and, and, and development. There are specific sequences of amino acids within the proteins that do not trigger the post-protein ingestion like big signals of growth in the body. There's special sequences of carbs that also do not like you know, hyperspike insulin and detection on the cell and also healthy fats. The fat, by the way, they don't, sig they don't send any signal to the cell. So the fat goes around it, right? So, so when you combine specific sequence of amino acids with carbs and, 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 and special fats, you can feed the body whilst to going under the detection line. Now, this is on the top side, how not to trigger satiety at the cellular level. Now, the problem on the downside is that you can even fast by eating almost, I mean, if you eat a cucumber and a tomato in one day, you're probably gonna fast. You're mimicking fasting with a cucumber and a tomato, but you're mimicking fasting by starvation, by, by not nourishing. And the fasting mimicking diet is that secretive fine line between how much I can feed you, I can nourish you. You're not fasting by starvation or semi-eating or just eating below 500 calories, actually 800 to 1,100 calories a day. So I'm feeding you, I'm nourishing your body while keeping the cells in it. And that was the art that actually when um, the National Institute of Health is the biggest sponsor of the, the, the fasting mimicking diet. And this rarely happens in food because it was a big innovation. And then we were awarded many patents. We have actually today 210 patents globally wow. on the fasting mimicking diet that are active cases. Uh, many of them issued already. So. It is a big breakthrough. It took over 23 years to understand how a cell processes food and then how we can still nourish the body to make fasting healthy and compliant. You mentioned many of your followers would do the intermittent fasting and we can talk more about how to do that in a healthy way and how to do it on water or with food. But the goal of the fasting we begin diet is how can we help people go a little bit longer on fasting so to get the cellular benefit, as you know, you know, the first few hours of fast you have enough fat and, and glycogen in, in that the liver can produce to support the, the body go through the first crisis. You try to get longer to involve the cells, to create a cell, a, a stress on the cell so that they go towards autophagy. And that's, that's the big secret of fasting, why fasting is different than most other diets. It's, it's, a, it's the stress on the cell to rejuvenate. Now, if you, most people are going long on water, which, okay, you can push, some autophagy in the cell and you can lose some weight, but remember that you have a brain that needs to function in a healthy way. You have a heart that needs to, that needs to beat every second or, or you know, however, however milliseconds and, and the kidneys need to function. So all the essential organs need to be nourished. So a lot of people do water fasting and they try to extend it. You know, what, what, what I'm trying to say here is that if you don't extend it with food, you're, you're just doing water fast, know that there's a cost to do that. And if you're, if you have a short-term reason, you're pre-diabetic, you're way obese, and yeah, we understand that you want to go a little bit longer on, on that water. But if you're healthy otherwise, and a lot of people are healthy and, and, and fit and highly educated and they're still doing intermittent fasting, probably for them going 20 and 24 hours is not going to be, and, and, and 18 and 20 is not going to be the best, whereas they can get almost the benefits, the metabolic ones with 12 and 14 hours and not have to prolong, or otherwise they can prolong with food so that at least they're nourished and they don't pay the cost of being starved, the essential organs to be starved for a long period.
Hmm. Interesting. That's that's. I, did, I, did, I had to steer the water for you at the end because I know the big intermittent fasting crowd is going to be like, wait a second, <laughs> this right. is what I thought about. I thought about my fat and losing fat. I never thought about frying my brain for twenty hours without food. Well, guilty is <laughs> yeah, guilty is charged. I mean, um, I know that a lot of people listening right now are going, well, shit. I've been doing eighteen six for you know, three years, four years, uh, I mean, my, myself included really consistently, you know, 80, 90% of the time. And for type A performance biohackers, like, Hey, I've got the yeah. discipline. I'm already in a ketogenic state. Yes. Uh, I can, I can extend it. I, I, I personally just did a three day water fast um, and posted about it and talked about it. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly challenging day, day two and yeah. a half was a little a little weird. Yes. My wife paid for it, but, yes. uh, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, I think this is important to rethink this because you're right. Um, that, that just because we can, it doesn't mean that we should. And that's why I was in, eager to talk to you because I don't really know the damage I'm doing. And I would love to hear like, really, what really is the downside? And before you answer that now in some of the, you know, a super, super alpha hard charger biohacker communities. Uh, we're talking about dry fasting, you know? Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of guys who are now doing OMAD carnivore and doing dry fasting fairly frequently. I don't know how frequently, maybe it's, maybe it's once a week, <clears throat> maybe it's a couple of times a week. And by God, they're going to do it. And, you know, don't tell them it's not good for them. So why is it not good for them? Why is, why is intermittent fasting tricky? What, what, what are we, what's the downside? So, um, you know, let me go back to, I, I always give this example and it, it, it helps people go think, think it through it and give example of, let's say our body company and we're making a decision as as the head of the company what you know what to do and whatnot right so so on one on one on one side if you come to a company and you you, you tell the ceo sorry i know you need a million dollar to operate i'm going to give you nothing for the next few days and sometimes it's healthy to do this in the sense that this ceo will say wow i don't have money now to operate let me go and you know uh, stop unnecessary project decrease the travel the unnecessary expenses, let me go and figure out how to fix every department so that we become effective. That's autophagy, self-eat, right? It's the self, you go in and you try to fix what has been going unchecked and spoiled, which is you know what we do every day where most Americans would go through, they eat whatever they want or they live the life that's a little bit relaxed and, and then their cells, they, 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 they're not in check and they're not doing autophagy and therefore they become you know, sick earlier in time. So that's, that's healthy. Now, when you come to that CEO and you tell him, well, you know what? I'm gonna actually not give you money for a good month now. So you can understand that after the initial phase, he's, he's under major stress and he's gonna make decisions that he's gonna pay for in the future. So if he cuts his supply, he, does, he cannot order new, new supplies. He doesn't have a business to sell. He doesn't have products to sell afterwards. If he had to cut now, he cut the first first person marketing and wasn't the best marketer, but now he's gonna cut the top two next marketers and then his marketing in the future is gonna be impacted. So you go from, you go from 
corrections, stress-induced correction to bankruptcy. And, and we see this even in sports, right? So the stress sport, even the 30 minutes of high resistance, some people like it, it just adds to the, the stress. And the but if you tell them to run stressfully for six hours, there's a collapse, right? And this is where we're, fasting is the same thing. Fasting works as a stress. It's not a calorie disbalance. Yeah, you can go without food for two or three or four or five days. And, and the problem with the hacking and, and fasting is the, the, the hackers and, and a lot of the blockers, they're looking at one axiom. They don't consider systems biology, meaning it's, it's one benefit, one side, right? Like for example, the ketogenic, right? And you say, I wanna be in ketosis and I wanna go long in ketosis. But if you think about it, there's so much downside and, 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 and I don't wanna talk a lot about the biology here, but I'll give a simple, simple example. Have you seen one centenarian somebody living 100 and beyond? Or have you seen any published data that if you go ketogenic on a long period, you're gonna live longer? And there's, there's actually none of that out there. So if, you have, if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, or you have a neurological you know, uh, thing you're battling, a ketogenic diet would be perfect for you. Now, would you go ketogenic intermittently to put your system in track with autophagy? Yes, so this is what we're trying to say is, is Stressing the body from time to time um, is, is important, but not depleting and bankrupting the body. So uh, uh, um, I can dig very deep into the science and the articles and, and, and a lot of the publications we do this for, for living, um, but, but um, I tried to simplify it you know, for you to kind of get, get that picture. Yeah, that's important. That's, that's a, it's an interesting way to approach it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know how many cent how many centenarians are also you know have a glass of whiskey a day and a, you know pack of smokes many and, of them yeah right <laughs> so so because because see after nutrition probably the second important factor for longevity is happiness and social capital and right life, right so that happiness is very important but but remember they get and glass of whiskey is actually good and or a glass of wine one you know is, is, is good for longevity that's known but like you said they can smoke etc and other and, and they eat animal source of fat as well which is not the, the saturated right so but at the same time they walk a lot and all of that so there's confounding factor and, sure. and if 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 you've ever read the longevity diet book um uh, that's by walter longo there's five factors uh, that that we look at from an evidence base to determine an outcome in nutrition. Yeah, we look at the centenaries. We look also at the lab trials. We look at the clinical trials. We look at epidemiology and human evolution. And then we look at systems biology because you got to factor, you know, you know what actually is the best example is pill. Every pill you take has side effects because it works on one axiom, right? It, right. it works, even, even a cholesterol pill has side effects. Even Advil has side effects. And so when you go in one diet and you go extreme, whether it's the meat diet, whether it's a keto, and you do it every day, there's always side effects. And we try to calculate the, 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 the pros and cons. And if you have a health condition, yes, you take a pill, and yes, you might do keto, and yes, you might do an, a protein, over, it, meaning it's, it's in the short term, the benefits outweigh the, 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 the potential longevity risks. But if you're healthy, you should not be on five pills because the side effects will actually curb your longevity. And the same thing is in here. If you're fit and healthy, you don't have to do long-term fast. You don't have to do long-term keto. You don't have to do long-term Atkins because each one has its own side effects. 
And our body is a, is, a, is a combination of harmony. And the more you are within that harmony, the more you're at your peak. And it doesn't mean that if, if you get spoiled somehow by stress, by not sleeping well, by overeating, yes, you can stress correct. And this is where fasting could be implemented to stress correct. Mm-hmm. But longevity perspective, the more you're in harmony, the more you're sleeping well, you're stressing less, you're eating healthier, exercising, and, and you're feeling and sharing love with, with friends and family. This is the best recipe for, for living healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the idea of balance and homeostasis for the longest term benefits totally resonates, right? And, you know, um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know the data of, I don't know if there are people that have been in ketosis for 60 years, you know? I mean, it, it, to me, it's, it, do you know, I mean, is that a thing? No, I don't think in, in, in clinical trials uh, for sure, and, and probably not today because food is, is maybe historically some people were starved for that long, but you don't need to go for 60 years. <laughs> you can see, you can see uh, the, the, the issues that come up sooner. And a lot of medical organizations, they were hyped like many in, in, in the early 2000s and in and, and, and the early 2010s about ketogenic on for every day. Again, we're not talking for diabetes because low carb is good for diabetes. We're not talking about neurological disease, but we're talking about longevity. I'm just talking about living healthy long. It seems that doing everyday keto or, or stressing your body through a, a longer fast is not, is not an ultimate, you know, uh, it's not the best case scenario. Is it better than being obese? Of course. Is it better than being in diabetes? Of course. So, so if you have a short-term reason that, that, is more damaging if you don't get rid of it, then we fully agree. But if you're healthy and fit, uh, there are ways that you can eat and, and, and exercise that could probably take you a little bit longer uh, in, in life. Uh, uh, and we use the word health span here, staying healthy longer than, than doing some uh, longer stress on your body. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So when you look at the... 23 years of research that went into this to, to find the right nutrients that would uh, nourish the body, but without the, you know, the food sensing system, that, that was an interesting terminology from, from, from some of your guys's uh, uh, information was like food sensing. It's like flying under the radar. You know, you're getting these nutrients that are obviously nourishing your body and, uh, without activating, um, uh, the things that you don't want to activate. Um, what are some of those nutrients? I mean, let, let, for, for context, I think it, now would probably be an interesting time to talk about the different products that you guys have, because you've figured it out, done the research. And now it's like, well, algae is a good thing to have. Tomato is a good thing to have. So can you walk us through some of the products that, uh, that you guys offer as, as, an, as an aid to this, you know, f- eating but staying fasted? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, 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 the concept of mimicking fasting with food, we call it the fasting mimicking diet or FMD. And, and probably you've seen a lot of papers. We have published over 10 papers, uh, meaning clinical trials and, and we have 16 clinical trials in, in, in happening today on it. It's the most, oh, wow. one of the most searched nutrition uh, ever. We have 16 universities doing the trials with us, uh, USC, UCLA, Stanford, 
University of Miami, Leiden in Netherlands, Charité, Berlin University, University of Genoa. It's, um, it's, um, it's a global network of universities studying the fasting mimicking diet for different scientific applications. Um, and, but in the meantime, we launched two products in the market. One is called the Prolon, which is what most people you know, uh, uh, would recognize first. It's a five days fasting mimicking diet. And the other product which we recently launched is the fast bar uh, or the fasting bar. And this is for intermittent fasters. So, so what, what each product does and, and, and why we have those two products. So the Prolon is a five day fasting with food product. And the goal was to take your body through that journey of you lose weight, uh, you know, fast and you have, you know, metabolic health benefits, but also it helps you with the cellular effects cellular rejuvenation with healthy aging. So it's a combination of weight management and healthy aging. Um, but a lot of people, they mentioned that because it's five days, they were able to do it. And it's food, right? You're, fat, you're getting the benefits of fasting, but you're eating food. And it starts inspiring them uh, to conduct a healthier lifestyle. And so they get, they get out of day five. They've been on a five-day a plant-based mainly diet, which is healthy. And, and it's just part of the, the benefits of fasting, or if you want part of what how fasting is different from other diets, fasting again works as a stress. I keep repeating that. It's a stress-induced protection effect. And when you stress, this is where your muscle tone stays high and you have stress hormones that are up. So you don't lose muscle mass when you do, um, uh, uh, when you do, when you fast versus any other diet where the body goes to muscle to first grasp the, grab the glycogen and then, and then some debris of the muscle. So, so in performance, you lost the weight, but it's fat driven weight loss. You didn't lose lean body mass per se, and therefore you have high performance coming out of it. You have high energy, you have a sense of achievement. Whereas other diets, like you mentioned, whether it's an Atkins or any low calorie diet or any keto, you gotta be on it for long, long term. And so they, these five days, we found them to be the right equilibrium between it's long enough to induce a cellular rejuvenation and it's short enough to not induce bankruptcy in the body, but in to help people do it and, um, and start changing their lifestyle. So that's Prolon. Um, can, you know, can I interrupt really quick? Yeah. Um, for for this five day protocol, uh, what how often should people do this, and and what what does the research show happens at the end of that five day period? Yeah, so we we've done uh, different trials on different scenarios, and and I'll give you two the two main protocols if you want. Um, if you're if you're you know a little bit on the younger, so so if you're in the twenties and the thirties or or barely touching the 40s and, and you're fit and you don't have to lose weight and you don't have a health concern in mind, you can do it for two, three times a year only. You know, you can, you don't need to. So it's, it's barely committing 15, max 20 days of your entire 365 days to do uh, two or three or max four boxes of Prolon. Um, now, if you're a little bit on a, you know, later age, you started, you're concerned about your aging process, you're picking up some weight, and you have a health goal in mind, then what we have studied is to do three or four cycles in a row. So you do one prolon a month, five days of, the food, of our food, and then 25 days you go back to your lifestyle, but you repeat over three or four months. Then you reach your goal, and then you start doing it once every quarter to maintain. Hmm. These are the two different protocols. Now we're talking about 
in general healthy people with some overweight or age you know, concerns. We are testing our fasting mimicking diet for health conditions, but uh, I don't like to mix the products with the health condition we're testing on, just not to, not to you know, claim or overclaim. Yeah. But, uh, but we have a logic, you know, if your audience can go on the, on the Alnitra website to read the science that we conduct and what could happen in the future uh, with our research. But um, for today, I would, I would keep it for, uh, for these lifestyle benefits. Yeah. So, um, um, so these are the protocols for Prolon. Now, the fast bar is a recent addition. We launched it recently. It was, it was, it was actually nominated by Amazon as the hottest product for 2021 in, 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 in the bar industry. And, and now we, we started going on retail. And we just published an article in Nutrients, one of the top nutrition journal. We published it this past April about the fast bar prolonging your fast the same way if you stay on water fasting. Um, so, so the reason to launch the fast bar um, is, is that we, we started seeing intermittent fasters trying to do challenges to go 18 hours and 20 hours and 24 hours on water. And from one side, we understand why as a group community you wanna do that and optimize your weight and keep the tone on the muscle trying to keep that and trying to touch on autophagy. We understand that, but at the same time, you have to understand that your brain is suffering throughout all this every day and your heart that needs calories to pump and, and et cetera, and all the essential organs. So we wanted to, to nourish you while giving you the benefits that you are, you are hoping from your fast. And, and being a company that has the technology to do that with food, we launched the fast bar, which is something people can do in the morning. You can grab the bar, eat it in the morning, and then your body would remain in fasting state. So we went on a clinical trial to prove that to, um, because it's the biggest oxymoron, you're eating the bar and, and fasting. Yeah. And uh, this is why we have a lot of the science and, and we spend tens of millions of dollars on the research and, and we have the patents. But we published this past April in Nutrients. I invite the audience to read that article. The journal is called Nutrients and it's, it's about an intermittent fasting bar that is compared to water fasting and to eating breakfast. And it shows that both on glucose in the blood and on the ketones in the blood, the fast bar and water fasting were, were equivalent, whereas a breakfast breaks the fast by increasing glucose and decreasing the ketone bodies. So, and this is a randomized uh, a clinical trial uh, that went in you know, all the IRB and, 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 and the approval of the journal. So, um, and, and we're, we're really proud of the fast part. I think it's going to help a lot of people. A quick announcement from one of our sponsors and then right back into the episode. Did you know that by inhaling essential oils, you can do a whole bunch of benefits to your body, to your brain, to your performance, to your mental state, to your addictions? Fume is a natural inhaler that allows your body to receive the amazing benefits from some of the world's best super plants. It helps with addiction, focus, relaxation, respiration, physical performance, and emotional stability. Awesome stuff. I, I like to fiddle. I chew my nails, you know, like... Uh, uh, I love, I love having things around my mouth. You know, a lot of us do this sort of oral fixation. It's all good. <laughs> let's be, let's be honest. And for me, inhaling the flavor like conquer or peppermint is just a really nice way to get the benefits of essential oils and also have a healthy habit. The, these are really cool. It's a straight inhaler that's made of wood from Canada. It's Canadian maple. It's beautiful. 
and uh, I think you're going to like it. If you're looking for something other than chewing your nails or pencils or smoking cigarettes or nicotine gum or all any of the stuff that is detrimental to you, switch to essential oils. So you can go to fumeessential.com forward slash OPP and get 10% off. Try this thing out. Ben Greenfield likes it. I like it. You're going to probably like it too. That's fumessential.com forward slash OPP and check it out. I really like it. All right, back to the episode. Yeah. Well, I imagine, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, really have a lot of work to do, pre-diabetic, you know, metabolically broken, who can't even imagine skipping breakfast, let alone skipping lunch also, and have just been, you know, relying on a a glucose spike to get them through the, their day every single day and to, to, to tell them, Hey, there's this bar, uh, that they can use that will keep them fasted. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a powerful, that's a powerful thing. Well, one, one thing that kind of came up to me, uh, and, and, you know, if it's like Shauna, I don't know, you can tell me, just shut up and I can change the subject, but, um, I, I wonder about women a little bit, you know, I've, I've done, I've, I've done podcasts recently with, um, you know, her name's Biocurious Kayla, Kayla Osterhoff, who's a CDC researcher oh, in Atlanta. Maybe she's, she's a researcher. She's a research scientist, basically. And she was talking about how women are terribly underrepresented in clinical trials because women of childbearing age, because of their cycle and the inconsistencies that come from those cycles are not being represented in, uh, in the statistics. And so I'm thinking about my wife who just because I skip breakfast, she's become, you know, an intermittent faster as well. And so I wonder about what, what we know, the differences between men and women. And I wonder about their cycle and whether or not a five day um, fasting mimicking diet can be done when it should be done. And in each of the four phases of the menstruation, I just, you know, it's for the ladies out there. Like what's, what's up, what's up, how do we think about this for women? Yeah, no, a great question, actually. And, and, you know, happy to say that I think 65 to 70% of our consumers are, are women. And, uh, and they're, they're not underrepresented at all in our clinical trials, actually. Um, um, but you're right. And, and, and before I answer the question, let's go back to your first question, uh, or the previous question, which was about going long, is it healthy to go long on, on, on fasting hours? And let's talk about your wife. Would you want your wife at any any day of the fast of the of the uh, uh, her her cycle, right? The, the female cycle. Do you want her on every day to go twenty hours without? And you expect that to potentially impact negatively or positively her, right? So now I see your eyebrows, and this is where we talk about being homeostatic and, and respect the biology of the body and respect the you know uh, uh, probably if somebody fasts for two to three days before. Uh, you know, ovulation, or maybe there are differences, right? And and, and we haven't studied specifically, uh, we haven't done randomized clinical trials um, on men versus women or, or women in the, in the pre-ovulation or luteal phase. So I cannot tell you what the science says that because we, 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 never, we never measure that. We included women in oral trials and they're probably even overrepresented. We've never seen... Uh, downside or special or special uh, impact there, but 
there's a there's a doctor, Dr. Felice Gersh, who specializes in fasting in women. And in I think she what she recommends is for most women to do fasting after ovulation, just not to interfere with the with the but but there's no there's no real data behind that. Um, and um, and um, so so these are things to be to be tested scientifically. Hmm. Now, when it comes to the to the fasting mimicking diet, um, again we're nourishing the body, and this is part of our safety net. So so whether you're men or female, you're getting the nourishment, and then is the stress of fasting on the cell? Again, we haven't tested at different phases of the cycle, but we have tested on on on, on women, and we have probably now crossed six or 700,000 users of Prolon. And, and if you think 60, 60 to 70% are female, so there's a good, you know, 500,000 females have done Prolon and, 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 you know, we haven't had any uh, gender related, you know, effects or side effects. Uh, we're science-based, so we would love to, in the future to do these trials and see if we can, if we can um, um, see what's the positive or the negative impact um, on, on, on the cycle. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to know. It'd be really interesting to see. Yeah. I'll have to look in. Uh, you said, uh, Felice Gersh, I'll have to look into that because I, you know, I've, I've noticed, I've noticed some, some trends in, in fasting, uh, with my wife that, um, just sort of subtly tracking, um, you know, her energy levels, you know, in the different phases of her, of her cycle. And why you would always hear us saying, go on 12 to 14 hours, don't go 18 or 20 or 24, because it's just, you're paying the cost of the stress without really mm. knowing what the benefits could be, especially when you do it every day. Uh -huh. so, so this this is the point I was trying to make when you asked me, well, you know, why it's not healthy to fast every day for 20. And I gave the example of the CEO that has to sacrifice, maybe again, somebody like her wife are being impacted by, and, and if she's already fit, we're not sure why she would need to do that on a daily basis. Now, again, if she has a short-term goal or if she has short-term pre-disease or disease condition, then it's a different discussion. Yeah. So 12 hours is the sweet spot. 12 hours for healthy people. Yeah. Is what, because, you know, we, our body is tailored by evolution, right? We, it's not like we were born exactly like this and we've been this, we've been tailored by evolution and, and, and you got to look at the best match for longevity is when you rematch the body with, with how nature's cultured us. I mean, the last hundred years have been aberrant, right? We, we eat different. We can eat meat all the time now. We never had that option. We can eat fat all the time. Nature doesn't have all the time. So for, for, for the longevity perspective, and hey, it doesn't mean that science cannot enhance beyond nature things, but just from a natural standpoint, if, if the question is how can naturally we, uh, we, we rematch our body from a fasting standpoint with nature, you know, what we know is for hundreds of thousands of years, there was no electricity and, 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 and people were eating when the sun was down and, and sleeping and waking up when the sun is up and go seek food. And, and that was, by the way, the Nobel Prize in Medicine 2016 was on fasting and autophagy. People know that. What they don't know is the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017 was on the biological clock of the organs and the body. Mm -hmm. So on that night and day, you know, uh, uh, um, difference. So, and, and there's a lot of difference biologically, the level of insulin in the morning versus at night, the level of cortisol and all that. So, so yes, you know, 12 hours of food and 12 hours of fast, respect 
the, the day and night, you know, circadian rhythm and respects a simple concept of, you know, if you have to eat, when you eat, you gotta allow absorption and start spending the food before you eat again. Otherwise you're just depositing extra calories and gaining the weight, the same, mm. same concept in the bank. If you keep putting money more than what you spend, you're gonna just stack it up. And, yeah. uh, and so, so definitely that 12 hours you know, plus or minus, you can go to 14 or, or 10, but definitely there's no flipping the switch in the body. It's a homeostatic thing, but yeah, a median of 12 hours plus or minus two is probably what naturally we have been sculptured for tons of years to eat uh, or not to eat uh, on a daily basis. Now, you tell me I'm overweight, I'm like 73% of Americans, can I go a little bit longer to lose the weight faster if I don't binge eat after that? Because there's something we call the yo-yo effect where yeah. You starve and then you binge and then this probably is, is very bad, uh, confuses the body weight. But if you just push a little bit forward, going to 16, and because you have a short-term reason of losing the weight and you're not binge eating after that, yeah, on the short term, I say, why not? And, and once you lose the weight, go back to your 12 to 14. This is how we believe as a respect to the body. Hmm. Um, and, and if you want to go longer and get the benefits, an option we have put in the, in the market is the fast bar to help people comply. Yeah. Like you said, most people cannot even skip one meal. How they're going to go all the way to to, to fasting? And, uh, and there's there's one disclosure I want to make here, just for people to know that at Walter Longo, which most of the science comes from, and, and the 16 universities, um, he he was the founder of our company and he owns 50% still of it, and he pre-donated this to the Create Cures Foundation. Hmm. So. It's, Pretty important to people hearing about us today, and, and I'm an MD, PhD, and, and we're, we're a big medical team here um, that that really uh, put all our careers and knowledge to 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 bring fasting into the world and, and change people's life. And and Dr. Longo is not getting any salary, any payment, anything. The opposite, he probably has donated um, what could become billions of dollars for 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 the poor to access medicine through the Kate Cures Foundation. So um, so because we're jumping from science to product, I don't wanna create yeah. the perception that we're trying to market in here as much as we do this in full ethical evidence-based medicine and we donate back in a tremendous way, 50% five zero to- That's massive. Help, uh, to help nonprofits. That's, thank you so much for saying that. And um, that's, noble uh to say the least can you can you tell me the name uh, can you tell me the name of the of the organization one more time the create cures foundation great cures foundation awesome 50 percent. i mean that's staggering nobody does that nobody's ever done that <laughs> yeah and and professor longo lives off his salary at usc he's a tenured professor probably the most brilliant in aging and longevity nutrition and uh, lives his modest life and donates all this into you know, in economics, we call it public good knowledge. So whenever he discovers, he wants people to access both from a, from a knowledge-based perspective and also from a product perspective to access fasting and, and understand what they're doing. And, um, and this is why he created this company. Yeah, incredible. It strikes me that that 12, give or take two hours, that seems to me like not fasting. And yep. maybe this is my dumb, dumb head here, not seeing what's obvious, but if I yeah. have dinner at seven yeah. and I wake up at 6.30. It's how we should eat, right? It's not even, it's, this is how we should eat. But if you, if you look at the statistics, I think 
and and don't quote me on this one, but I think over whatever, if I remember well, over 80% of Americans eat within, you know, within less than, than 10 or eight hours of, of you know, of, uh, of fasting. So the late night snacking, right? We go, I mean, you know, I tend to eat at seven, eight, but some people go and eat at eight and nine, and then you sit across from Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and then you a little bit of popcorn there on another chips or whatever, another bite, and then in the morning you eat again. So, so spacing, you're right, it should be called just going back to normal, what we try to explain the biological clock and just eating within a window of 12 hours. We're calling it fasting, but it's 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 the way it's sleeping it's, is what it is. It's sleeping. <laughs> restricted eating to to its its lowest. Uh, yeah, I know. In, in this in this big wave of of uh, fasting, where everyone is is trying to go longer and longer and longer, it, it seems like very light. But to most to most Sean, it's not. Most people are still eating within less of that window. Yeah. So then let's say, and I just I'm sorry to beat this dead horse, but I'm just trying to 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 to, to really painted a clear picture of this. So let's say a healthy person who if by following this, this protocol, by just keeping fasting 12 hours, 10 hours, let's say, say it's 12. So then you eat at seven. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you eat at seven, you have dinner at seven o'clock, you don't snack after dinner and then you eat a breakfast, let's just say a, a, Not, not yeah. the, not the, the, yeah. my plate, you know, government sanctioned, you yeah. know, quarter grain of your portion. Cause I think that's bullshit. We could disagree on that maybe, or maybe not, but, yeah. but if I have a good breakfast at yeah. 9am, which is when it makes sense to have yeah. breakfast, then that yeah. satisfies sort yeah. of the best practices as, as far as. Well, let's, uh, let's play a quiz. So, so. Can you name one article showing that skipping breakfast will help you live longer? One article? I can't name one article that says skipping yeah, breakfast. There's no one article that actually showing that skipping breakfast and going longer on fasting will help you live longer. There's no scientific article that shows that. Actually, there are some articles showing that if you don't eat breakfast versus eating breakfast, it actually you live you live longer by eating breakfast. But there are biases. There's no one article that like you said, the problem with longevity articles is you have to go for 40 years and nobody has that luxury. So we look at short-term, short-term, you know, metrics, related metrics. But most articles show you that people who have breakfast, they they either benefit or tend to live longer. And but again, there's bias because they're not randomized clinical trials. Yeah. And you can argue, and I think this is the biggest conclusion. If anything, for 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 your audience today, this is a big message today is probably the folks who eat breakfast is because they eat dinner early. And, and like you said, they're already at hour 12 to 14 by the time it's nine. Versus most people tell you, oh, I skip breakfast. Not, I'm, I'm not saying about the committed in, intermittent fasts. I'm just saying naturally, a lot of people tell you, I skip breakfast. And you would wonder because they wouldn't look fit, but they actually eat very late at night. And it seems what could be worse than, than skipping breakfast is actually eating late at night. Because you're eating late, you're going to sleep, right? And then whatever you ingested is going to go and be stacked. You're not spending calories. You're at the lowest when you sleep. And it's going to be stacked into, into reserves or fat and increase insulin resistance, which can increase insulin itself. And it's a growth factor. It's a pro-aging factor and all of that. 
versus in the morning if you eat breakfast or not. I mean, even if you eat breakfast, you're going to work after. There's physical exercise, you're thinking, you're working, so you can burn that throughout the day. So, yeah. so you know the big discussion today is about breakfast or intermittent fasting or not or prolonged, but probably the worst thing people could do um, is to eat late at night and maybe what's the only better thing that you can do versus a morning breakfast is to eat early dinner. That might be actually the big untalked about secret in fasting. It might be the best intermittent fasting is to start dinner early rather than yeah. push breakfast to lunch. Because right. most of the studies are showing that breakfast is important. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. And I think I think this I think skipping breakfast is easier than skipping dinner because dinner is part of our, you know, way of, you know, sitting yeah. with family. It's, you know, it's yeah, it's it's really, really important. Yeah. So I think as a as a mechanism of caloric restriction, yeah, you know, yeah. skipping breakfast makes makes sense. But. Humans where you stay longer at work, you have a lot to do, and you have your emails and your WhatsApp and and then you have to wash it. So you, we're pushing dinner a little bit further. And then it's easier to skip the breakfast the second day. But you look at longevity. I mean, I don't know if you know, but we, we dropped into life expectancy in the U.S. by 0.5 years. And, I saw that. And chronic disease are not decreasing. So right. definitely, um, yeah, there's a big discussion that, that should happen about maybe it's better to just eat dinner a little bit earlier and, and still have a walk after that and then sleep versus not eating the breakfast, which is a much longer discussion. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. Uh, I know that the bar is is still pretty new. And you know, now <laughs> I, I didn't put this together, but I think my folks have, who, who are in need of some dietary changes are finally making some changes, switching to a more ketogenic approach, um, just eradicating grain and sugar. Like, yes, they're doing it. Finally, after me badgering them for, probably you know, 10, 10 years, but I think that they do have the bars and they love the bars. I know they're new, but what, what other sorts of products are you even experimenting with thinking about what else fits into this paradigm? So we're actually, uh, we're going to launch in the first quarter of next year, the fast drink. A lot of people want to just carry, are used to carry the drink in the morning rather than, than, you know, just, you know, they like the coffee or like they have the habit to, to carry a, a drink in their hand and, and walk with. We're actually also considering the fasting supplements um, and, uh, and I don't wanna convey a lot in here, but, but it's just helping now the, the microbiome of fasting as well as nourishing that. And, um, and there's a one day fast also that we're gonna, we're gonna a lot of, uh, we learned that some NBA players actually, I'm not gonna expose the names, but and, and big, uh, big NFL players, they buy prolon and they chop it into days. They do they 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 you know they they spend a, they they sit over the weekend and they come on a Monday back to to work right. They cannot do five days of prolon fasting. Mimicking is too much. They have to stay on high protein and high intensive exercise. So they actually do. They take one of the boxes of prolon and they do it here and there to to, to compensate. So this is something that. The market has been asking for it. You wouldn't go and do rejuvenation or healthy aging or stressing the cells enough because it's just one day. Yeah. But at least it keeps you from a weight management perspective. It keeps you in check. And and um, if you remember in in um, in Europe, the 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 early fasters started doing what we call the five two, 
or like twice a week they do fasting and they eat less than 500 calories because the technology of the making fasting with food was not there. They just say, hey, try to eat less than 500 calories if you're a man, if you're a woman and it's a Sunday if you're a man. And, but the goal was pure weight management twice a week, you know, just try to eat low. And even if you overeat in other days, you're balancing out. So um, a lot of folks asking us, hey, I, I want to do the healthy fasting mimicking diet. Can I do it once or twice a week just for weight, not for healthy aging or rejuvenation per se or cellular action? So we're thinking about uh, making that available as well for them. Mm, cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think there is a huge need for, you know, a one day or a two day protocol for, you know, and what, what spurred me on, I mean, I'll be totally honest. You I've, I'm, I'm rethinking a lot here through this conversation and I think I'm getting all my nutrients. <clears throat> you know, I'm in the, at 38, I'm in the best shape of my life by going mostly animal based after doing paleo and then keto and, um, but this is totally shifting things for me. And I think it, it's important to, to perturb your preconceptions of what's good and what's bad. So this is, uh, this is really helpful to me. Um, uh, I got, it is, um, there's an article. So you're mostly on an animal-based uh, diet, mostly, mostly animal-based. Yeah. yeah. You will feel really good from a performance perspective, especially because the muscle and, and this is what the athletes, right? They 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 mainly go on a, but but this growth in muscle, which on the short term is gonna is gonna help you look buff and great and and, and sexy. You gotta yeah. read about the age because it's a growth. You're triggering the growth factor. You're triggering the tour pathway, right? And but think about Ronnie Coleman, who are the 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 other extreme of what you're doing, right? You know, leaving us unfortunately that early. Think about all the big athletes that actually because. And that's that's a big marketing controversy there. A lot of the growth hormone companies and a lot of the meat companies say, hey, you're going to feel great. And, and yeah, if I go to the gym and eat animal meat, I'm going to see my muscle growing. But guess what? It's a growth signal. So you're growing biologically. And you might be 38 and looking great from the outside, but on the inside, you might be already 42 because this is that's the push that you did to yourself. And, and it, which means you lost four years of healthy life because... May God forbid one day you're going to face a disease and you could face it at a, at a, at a, a sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. And there's, there's a major article published in Cell Metabolism about protein intake and the onset of chronic diseases. It's, and it's a, big, it's, a big, uh, it's a big article talking about IGF and risk of cancer and risk of you know, diabetes and other diseases. Let's, let's talk about that one for a second, because as, uh, as far as I know, I could be wrong, but the protein consumption in that article and many of these articles that, that talk and make that connection between you know, uh, protein consumption and chronic disease are taking sort of a Western American diet approach with people eating pizza with pepperoni and cheeseburgers. No, pizza and, is not protein. And cheese okay. is not protein. But, but the, and, and so this is, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking, thinking about Rob Wolf, you know, Sean Baker, uh, Mike Mutzel, these sorts of, these sorts of influencers and, and, you know, Rob Wolf's a, um, uh, no, no, I'm talking random, I'm talking clinical that makes it to sell and nature and science. Meaning no, I get you. I get you. I get you. But, but I doubt that they're not eating like I'm eating, right. They're not eating grass fed, grass finished, you know, ribeyes and, you know, they're, they're eating. They're eating a lot of meat, but they're also eating a lot of bullshit too. 
I agree. I agree. But the, the, the toxins that you're avoiding by eating, by eating healthy, they definitely, you're decreasing the damage on your body for sure. But the studies that have correlated meat, they look at IGF, meaning IGF is insulin-like growth factor. It's a growth factor that goes up when you eat, when you eat protein. So it's singling that effect of the protein part of what you eat. Yeah. For eating. So, so if you want, you might have what I, I'm going to call the diabetes of protein. So, so think about it. You eat, you eat sugar or carbs, you eat carbs, insulin increased. Everyone knows that because diabetes, you know, it's, it's sugar tastes good. And we got diabetes before we start understanding the protein pathways. But the, when you eat proteins, what increases in the body as a growth factor is, is called IGF, insulin-like growth factor. It's even the name, it says insulin-like growth factor. So, so if you eat high, high carbs, you become diabetic. If you eat high protein, you become the di- you, you get the diabetes of protein. Mm-hmm. And they're, all, they're called growth factors, called insulin-like growth factor. When you grow, you see the muscle growing, you're happy, you look sexy, you're performing, you're saying, I'm the best performer, physical. But every cell of your body got that push hmm. protein, and, and that push pushes the cells to age. Hmm. So, so you might feeling great from the outside, like Ronnie Coleman and 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 all the other big. They're like the best. They're winning Mr. Olympia, and then and then suddenly when you see them at age fifty, you say, "Wait a second, why do they look so old? They're only 50. Yeah, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger like all the other. I'm just giving you the extreme cases because this is the most. Yeah. They went the longest on big wrestlers that we lost, WWE wrestlers, etc. And you look at that and you say, wait a second, I can't believe that Hulk Hogan is whatever, 55, 60. And in, in those days, he looks like 70. Yeah. This is what happens. And Interesting. So, so today, your muscle still responds to it because you're young. You can, their cells still replicate. When you get a little bit older, you're just getting increasing the pace of aging without even getting that. So this is why when you look at the Hulk Hogan's and the, and the artists, like what happened to their skin? What happened to their body? Yeah. It's the symptom of true aging happening, happening there. Well, and I think I speak for at least some of my audience when I think about that's why we're doing this intermittent fasting, right? Is to give, is to have that, to have that effect, you know, increasing protein yes. and all, and, and, and also doing um, yes. intermittent fasting to give our bodies a chance for that autophagy and so forth. And, yeah. and, you know, Ronnie Coleman and Hulk Hogan were on a bunch of gear too. Like they were on, <laughs> they were on, they're juicing for decades. You know, there are many, there are many, I mean, I'm yeah. just getting clear cases yeah. that recognize, but it's, totally. it's documented in that. But I agree. It's like you're. It's like you're telling me, hey, if a guy has diabetes, he should fast because it decreases. And exactly the same thing. If you have high protein, and 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 by the way, there's also marginal. And so yeah, fasting would help. We agree with that because fasting decreases IGF as well. But um, um, there's also another notion that the audience should be careful about is this marginal decrease of return from from high protein intake, meaning. The first 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, or one, you know, one gram. Yes, okay, you want to build muscle. They're important, but once you go really at high level of protein intake per day, there's there's no studies showing that it's not linear. Hmm. So at least if I haven't convinced most today that they should not just be in a, in a super high protein intake for their aging perspective. Again, if you want to look buff today, you should. You know, but but if if at least I haven't convinced. At least I invite you guys to go back and read how much really you need to eat protein per day to grow your muscle. Because anything after that, you're just inducing a, a growth signal without getting the growth. 
Sure. And, and at least save yourself that extra aging from, and, and, you know, because I mean, you know, you, you yes, if you can take a little bit more than the World Health Organization recommended 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, go to one, but you don't need to go to one and a half to two because that's not gonna, again, from a longevity perspective, that might not give you the short-term benefit, the short hyper growth, but you're paying price on all Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a buff young corpse is not my goal. That's not what I'm going for. Not not at all. <laughs> yeah. No, this has been great because it's given it's it's really it's really given me a lot to think about and um, you know, to do a five. I've never done a five day. I've never done the five day fasting mimicking diet. I've you know I've done a three day water fast. Um, and so this is this is really really eye opening for me. Um, I'm I'm really glad we had this conversation because it has shifted things for me a little bit. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all over this. Stuff. I'm not a scientist. Duh. I'm just a performance guy. You know, I'm, yeah. I facilitate conversations with experts like you because I'm certainly not one of them. Um, but this is, this has shifted things for me. And I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take another look at it and actually like really, really dive in. I'm going to buy some of the products too, because I want to try it. Yeah, um, I would be happy to, to send you some. And, and I think the best way is to try it always. And, um, and um, and you'll feel the effects, and you'll feel how how easier the journey, how how more more in tune with your body the journey was, and get the results rather than how how much you know off off homeostatic um, the the experience would be. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, super cool. Well, this is this is fantastic. Um, can you uh, point people where they can go to learn more, read about the products, and and uh, and purchase too? If you want to learn about the company and the, the science, l-neutral.com. But if you want to specifically go to product pages, you can go to prolonfast.com or fastbar.com. So Prolon is the name of the product and prolonfast.com is the website. And the fact that there's the, the, the level of donation that's coming out of that purchase uh, is 50%. That's, that's really inspiring stuff, man. That, uh, that's really cool. It was it was a signal from our founder that he didn't found this company to. I mean, it was 100% in the old days. And every time we raise capital, he gets diluted. Um, so my goal as a CEO is to, is to, as much as possible, make the company a success and protect the shares that they're going back, going back to helping the poor and helping new discoveries on, on diseases. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine that as the CEO, you've got all sorts of unique... <laughs> unique problems to solve uh, um, and also impacting impacting people that that need that need a lot of help um, yeah well I could go on all day but uh, um, one question that I ask is a fill in the blank question um, to, to take this home uh, anywhere that they can learn about you I mean are you are you very vocal you know do you spend a lot of time on Twitter you know do you have a personal website that where people can learn more uh, yeah, my, my social, mainly on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, I got to do it more on Twitter, but uh, because because we sell the product on fasting and we have, we haven't talked today, about, but we have, we have really exciting science coming up. Uh, I'd rather make sure that the trials are done, the claims are approved before they start. So you're going to see me tweeting much more 2022 than now, but we're very compliant and ethical company. And we always, before we we prove something all the way. We don't want to, we don't, we don't expose or talk about it. Yeah. 
Well, we'll we'll just we'll have to do this again when when it's time to announce the findings. Uh, yeah. I'd love love to dive in with you again. Cool. Uh, so this is a fill in the blank question. This can be based yeah. on anything that you yeah. know, any of your experience. You can elaborate as much or as little as you like, but please fill in the blank. Yeah. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Um, you want a person or a lifestyle intervention or what? What? what a, um, anything, anything that comes to mind, Dr. Anton. I would say from from reading the longevity diet book because we want to live healthy long, and that was life changing for me. Excellent. Is that really what what really spurred you on to get involved and and? Yeah, I was, you know, uh, just quickly here for the audience. You know, I'm I'm a trained physician and 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 wanted to be a cardiologist and. I just figure out from doing my rotations that I'm meeting people after they get sick and I, and I would put them on a medication every day that doesn't solve their, you know, a, a pill per day for diabetes, a pill per day for blood pressure, a pill per day for cholesterol. And the day you stop the day, the hours you stop any of the pills, you go back, you go back on. So this is what spurred me to go and study health policy and public health and Harvard and Hopkins and wanted to change the healthcare system into a true healthcare rather than a sick care system. And then I learned that prevention is, is great and you can tell people what to eat and what not to eat and what to drink and not to drink, but it's a set of recommendations and people love to consume rather than to listen and abide. So I decided to go and launch the first product in prevention and I started looking around the world, what could be a product that can help us from a biological aging standpoint to try to stay a little bit you know, healthy and, and, and younger and, and help us with prevention. And a lot of the longevity researchers were pointing me out to Walter Longo. So I took a plane and met him. And I found this guy who wanted to bring back fasting to the world. This is 2013 before anyone, you know. Yeah, was- it, wasn't, it wasn't cool back then. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was none, it was, are you crazy? You want me to starve? This was the early yeah. days when I was talking fasting in the early days. So I fell in love with this guy who wanted to bring back fasting and the notion of food as medicine to the world. At the same time, he wanted to donate everything he's going to create back to, to the poor and, and charities. So I decided to partner with him. We brought back fasting to the world, obviously helped by a lot of bloggers, etc. afterward. But the, the thread was the science. The, it was convincing doctors. We launched actually Prolon with doctors first. We have 13,000 clinics registered to recommend Prolon. Hmm. So we had to rebrand fasting from starvation to a positive health effect. And then we had to convince people that fasting making diet is just not a scam. How are you going to fast with food? Hmm. And, then, and then start branding Prolon. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a quite of a journey, but it took a lot of vision and love and ethics and, and science and commitment to, to get here. Yeah. Well, that much is clear. Anyone listening or watching this, um, it, it, it's clear that the approach is science-backed, ethical, thoughtful, and effective. You know, um, that, that much is totally clear. This has been such a great conversation. Uh, Dr. Anton, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks, Sean.